Welcome to the High Road to Leadership. I'm your host, Beverly Lewis, and I'm going solo today to talk to you for the next few minutes about packing for the journey. So the High Road to Leadership, what I'm all about with this podcast is I really believe that everything rises and falls on leadership. Good leadership makes an organization rise. Bad leadership can take an organization, a business, a community, a nation down the tubes. So it's all about leadership. And it's always easy to be an armchair uh, kind of leader and look at what everybody else is doing right or wrong. But my challenge to you is, what about your role? You know, somebody's watching you. You might not even consider yourself a leader. You might be aspiring to be a leader, or you might not even really want to step into the role that's been thrust upon you, whether you're leading as a parent, leading a family, or whether you're leading a business, whether you're leading in a political role, whatever it is, somebody is in your shadow. What you do every day, the way you live, the way you lead does make a difference. So I would love to help you get better. As I'm on a journey, it is a journey. It's We're always able to expand, to learn, to grow, to become more than we are and do it, do things better than we've done. The challenge with this subject is, especially as I'm talking today, about key leadership competencies. And, you know... There, this could take a three-day workshop, and and we would only begin to scratch the surface. So I don't really want to try to oversimplify, and yet I want to give you some key points in just about 20 minutes today that allow you to think about your current level of of uh, proficiency and things that really matter, and so that you can begin to focus in on one thing, just one thing that you want to make better over the next couple of months. And then you can come back and take the test again. And I will be referring to the assessment, the uh, little uh, assessment sheet that you can download. Uh, The link is in the show notes, or you can go to beverlyspeaks.com forward slash packing list packing list. And that will give you the download to kind of read along with as we talk through key things that need to be in your pack when you're going on the high road to leadership. Here's the thing. I don't know about you, but I've packed for some trips very carefully. Uh, When I'm going to a conference, a business conference, for example, I want to plan my you know, what, what are the different events? What, you know, I have to have for this event and that event. And, you know, I, I have done a better job of planning than sometimes on a personal vacation. I've just thrown things into the suitcase in the last 15 minutes before leaving for the airport and hoped that I had what I needed and figured I'd buy it if I didn't. So that's that's two extremes of packing, but I'm going to propose to you a third extreme today to consider. My husband has done backpacking, like as in you carry everything on your pack that you need for shelter, food, cooking, and everything, and, and you have to fit it in 
about 40 pounds that you can carry on your back all day, every day. Okay, that is a whole nother level of packing. Would you agree? You know, it's got, you got to have everything you need to be able to survive out in the wilderness and it can't weigh too much. So you have to be very intentional about what goes in that pack. And that's the way leadership is. I want to talk about, you know, the key competencies, uh, you can call them attributes, you can call them values, you can call them skills, you can call them proficiencies. There's a lot of different words that we could use. But the key things that are necessary for effective leadership have changed dramatically over the last 25 years. Uh, You know, 25 years ago, it was your technical knowledge and skill and your ability to delegate and get people to cooperate. It was, it was primarily knowledge and, uh, and technical things that really puts you in a position to lead over others. These days, it's more uh, people skills. It's more relationship skills because AI, artificial intelligence, has been able to replace so far a lot of the jobs that people were doing, um, you know, 30 years ago. So today, it is vital that we all focus on developing the skills that only people can do. And there are a lot of those things. So in packing very strategically, I want to give you several categories on my list today. The first one is the essentials. Now, in a um, in a survival pack situation, if you're going into the wilderness with everything on your back, your fire, shelter, and water are considered the essentials. So I'm going to call the essentials core values. Then we're going to talk about what you pack as far as as clothing. Those are going to be attributes, all of which are very important. We're going to talk about the personal stuff that you need to make room for in your leadership pack. We're going to talk about navigational uh, and equipment type things. We're going to talk about optional items, and we're going to talk about things that you're not allowed to take forbidden things, not not fit for making it in your pack. They got to be left behind. So let's go ahead and start. Actually, as I begin this and at start, I'm just going to give you this thought too, that leadership is a journey, not a destination. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a process, not an outcome. Think about that. So, and it's also multi-layered, it, it's uh, multifaceted, and it changes. So that's the good news for me is I don't have to get it all right today because the list might change next month. And actually, there are a lot of personal things on the, the list. But let's start with core values. Now, those can vary for us each individually, but I'm going to talk to you about five essentials. I mentioned that in the title, five essentials that I think are non-negotiable for anybody that is going to be in a leadership role. And the first one is integrity, which honesty is is married to integrity. They they show up together. So those are non, non-negotiable. I've heard it said that if you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. And I think that we have seen that tr- 
proven to be true in, in many examples of bad leaders that each one of us can think of. The second essential is vision. The ability to see beyond what's in front of you. You have to be able to have hope. You have to be able to um, be able to use your imagination. It's a gift that God as creator gave to each one of us to be able to create through seeing things that are not yet reality. And that is a key for a leader that you have to be able to cast vision. The third thing I want to talk about as essential is respect. And just like integrity and honesty show up together, respect and trust show up together. You have to have respect for yourself and you have to have respect for others because it's only when you respect others that you give them space to begin to trust you. And trusted leaders are in high demand. People want to be able to trust. They want to be able to know your reason why you're doing what you're doing. That that connects with vision. And last but not least, the fifth thing on this... No, I'm sorry. It's the fourth. I've given you integrity, vision, respect, and I'm going to give you wisdom. Now, wisdom has the component of knowledge, but it's knowledge coupled with experience and applied. That's my definition of vision, of wisdom. And I, I have wanted, I've aspired to wisdom ever since I was in high school, and I know I didn't have it then, um, but that's, a, that's a, something that is so important. It isn't necessarily uh, a, a, a factor of age, even though the experience, you know, does tend to, to uh, grow as we go, grow older, but we all know people that are older and are not wise, and we all know young people that are wise beyond their years. So it doesn't necessarily have an age attached to the distinctive and important quality of wisdom. Last but not least on the essential category, I want to mention EQ, emotional intelligence. And we've talked about that and we'll continue to talk about that. That's one of my hot hot spots as far as what's important to me, but it has to do with knowing yourself. It has to do with self-awareness as well as the connection and relationship, uh, the ability to, to see what's going on in relationships and make adjustments so that you can cultivate long-term, healthy, enduring relationships. That's that's a very simplified definition of EQ or emotional intelligence. So now that you've got a, a look at the five essentials, I would ask you to think about each one of those and think if you had to score yourself on a, on a if you had to rank yourself on a scale of one to 10, with 10 is you are knocking it out of the park. You are, you are so solid in that uh, strength. Or one is if you feel like 
you just have missed the boat on that one, and you need to go back to school, uh, it, not in terms of literally going into a classroom, but the school of life, and work on that. If you had to scale yourself on each one of these that I'm gonna, I've mentioned, the essentials, where would you be? And is there a core value that demands your intentional development at this stage? This is an important question because now, as I go through the next category for your packing list, which is your clothing, what you're going to wear, which is your attributes, this list can be long. And what I'm giving you today is not inclusive. I want to encourage you. I've given you blanks on your sheet to write in those things that you know are your strengths that maybe I've missed or you want them to be your strengths and I haven't put them on the list. But again, my disclaimer is this is not inclusive because this could be a list of a hundred things and we won't go through a hundred. But I am going to mention ones that I think are very key. And one of the first ones is one that I've been personally working on the last couple of years, which is consistency. I'm going to give you my weak areas first because I know I've taken this test. I've looked at these. I've walked through this assessment with many, many, many leaders and consistency used to be an issue for me. I am much better at it now and getting better every day. What about focus? If you had to scale yourself one to 10 on focus, now see, once again, uh, true confession, I'm one of those people that has been known to be distracted easily. Bright, shiny objects, you know, it's like I, uh, I've taken time management classes where they called me a hopper, hopping from one thing to another. So focus has been something that I've worked on. And, you know, we're not going to uh, go down any rabbit trails of how I've done that today, but stick around in another episode. We'll talk about that. The third thing I want to mention is decisiveness. This is really key and has become more so, especially in the world of rapid change. The speed of change is absolutely phenomenal in this day and time. And when the pandemic hit and leaders of organizations were having to make decisions that influenced the health and well-being of their company and even the survival of their company and people, those decisions felt very, very weighty, and yet they had to be made. You can't just stand in one place and hope that somebody else is going to make those decisions. When you're the leader, you have to just take that next step forward. Even whether it's right or wrong, you have to take those steps forward. So decisiveness is key. Resilience and determination, boy, that's something we've all had the opportunity to scale up on in the last while, isn't it? But that is a key quality of leadership, as well as agility, the ability to think fast on your feet and make those decisions quickly, agility. And I think that implies that we're not resistant to change. As a leader, um, I, I often think about that we are the pioneers rather than the settlers. Uh, we're the often, the, yeah, and people say to me, but I don't want to be a pioneer. They're the ones that ended up with arrows in their back. Well, um, yeah, some of that happens, but you you learn stri- strategies and you get strategic about how to position yourself uh, where you're making progress and also protecting yourself and the people that are um, 
that are under your care. What about knowledge? Lifelong learning, the willingness to read, to do, to stretch, to keep your mind open to new ideas, to not fall into the trap of, we're going to do it this way because that's the only way it's ever been done before. We can't do that. No. So you have to gain the knowledge to be able to make the decisions, have the agility to shift into those. So that's where you begin to see that these all layer upon each other, don't they? I believe that being an articulate communicator makes this list clothing of a good leader. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to listen. And you have to be able to articulate your ideas in such a way that people listen. Empathy and compassion. Oh my goodness, do we need more kindness in the world? Yes, we do. And we all know it. And it starts with you. And it starts with me. We can't wait for somebody else to do it. I think there was that age where it was considered that leaders were stern and uh, dictatorial and didn't ever make friends with the people that they led. And that doesn't work anymore. So, you know, I think the word authenticity needs to come in here. Actually, that I'm going to put under personal stuff as well. Some of these can go in different categories, but they all have to be in your pack. Um in my opinion. And you you can't work on them all at once. Steadfastness, which is connected to loyalty. Those are important words. They're important attributes. They're important when we see them in action. And they're all connected back to core values of trust and respect and those other things. Competence, strong work ethic. Oh my goodness, that's important. And it can be learned. Hey, here's the good news about all of these things. The, the, the beautiful thing is you can learn to be a good leader. It used to also be assumed that leadership was kind of something that was inborn. You either were one or, or, or were not one. That is no longer true. It doesn't matter what your personality is. It doesn't matter whether you're introverted or extroverted. It doesn't matter whether you're people-oriented or task-oriented. What matters is that you step up to the plate and are willing to learn new things. And we're not all going to be good at all of these things, and that's the great news too, is that, but being aware of what your strengths are enables you to delegate your weaknesses and make sure that there are people on your team that carry what you're not good at as a strength. And that is the way team building, actually, the ability to uh, create co- cooperation and collaboration. Uh, is team building and that ability to rally a team and get people to work together. That is key. How about the quality of discernment? The ability to hire the right people for the right position, the right seat on the bus, so to speak. Okay, all of those go under the category of packing your attributes and they can all be gained. Some of them you know, you might want to take a look at that. And you can't, again, you can't work on them all at once. I want to talk about the category of your personal stuff now. You know, in your in a physical backpack for survival, that would probably, um, you know, that includes 
hygiene things and, you know, personal stuff. Well, I'm going to put personal stuff that affects everybody because hygiene affects everybody, but personal stuff, faith, hope, and love. I believe that we all come to this earth with seeds of faith, hope, and love gifted to us by our Creator. And how much we manifest those in our lives, how much we walk those out and give to others determines whether they grow or not. The more you give, the more you receive. The more you give love, the more love you have. The more you exercise faith, the higher your faith grows. Love, faith, hope. Hope is the anchor. Those are personal things. They're non-negotiables. You could call them core values, but I'm going to call them personal. And I'm going to say that we all have them, but some people need to grow them more than others. There is a place. There's not only a place for love in every marketplace, in every governmental building. There is a need for love. Love is an essential. Uh, what I mentioned authenticity. I think that's key, that we need to be real. We need to be vulnerable. And that's why I put it under personal. Because vulnerability is personal. Letting people get to know us. Warts and all. <laughs> That's personal. Humility. Did I mention that? I've, I've laughed in many workshops with people. I've said, if you say you need more humility, how is that humility? But actually, humility is not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking of yourself less. And I really believe that strong leaders are tempered with humility, and it's vital, because otherwise it becomes, it's all about you. It becomes an ego trip, and it becomes a power trip, and and that is not the kind of leaders that the world is looking for today. Okay, under, I'm going to move to the navigation and equipment. Navigational equipment, if you're going out in the woods, you better have a compass because it might be that your electronics and your GPS actually, that not it, it, there's a good chance that they're not going to work in the wilderness. And that's why you need things like your compass, which tells you your direction, your true north. I, I always tell people that uh, direction is way more important than speed. And in this world where everything goes so fast, we get often sucked into a speedy lifestyle and forget the importance and things. Uh, what about a, a telescope that helps you with your vision? Some people are going to want to take binoculars so that they can better see beauty, but that's kind of under the optional list, even though, again, for some of us, seeing beauty up close and personal is not really optional. I talk about a map. I believe as a leader, having a mind map, having goals, knowing where you are in the journey, not again, not that it's an endpoint or a destination, it's a journey, but you still have to know where you are in the process so you can make adjustments. And I'm going to just throw in a Swiss Army knife because they're pretty small and they are multi purpose. And this is kind of an equated to the multi talented, multi talented. Talents required of leaders. 
under optional things, these are things that you've got to really squeeze them in the pack because not everybody wants to take them, but I believe a little bit of fun is really key and music is my first language. So I would have to find a way to have some tunes in the journey. And on the forbidden list, I am going to mention things that are not allowed to go in your pack as a leader. Negativity is one. I didn't mention positivity as something to put in your pack. And of course, it needs to be there. So no negativity, no unforgiveness, and no blame. What would you add to this list? When you take stock, I hope this gets you thinking. And again, my challenge to you as I wrap up today is to work on one thing at a time. I, I, you can't change everything at once, but you can change one thing at a time. I actually start every year with an, an, with an intention. I don't do... Um, I don't do the New Year's things with setting New Year's resolutions, but I always have at least one intention of a leadership quality that I'm going to focus on and get better at. Some of you heard my episode on being unoffendable. That wasn't a one-year project. (laughs) I'm still working on that today. I want to thank you for being with me. I want to challenge you to pack your Uh, pack your leadership skills well, develop them along with me, stay with me on this journey. Episode by episode, we'll get better together. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that the best is yet to come. Thanks for joining me.